This is a production of the Z-Talk Radio Network. The views expressed and opinions given by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Z-Talk Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. Wow. It's dark. Well, let's have some light on the subject. Put on your critical thinking caps and please refrain from hugging. It's time for Dimland Radio with your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Welcome to Dimland Radio here on the Z-Talk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Remember, I'm not really a doctor. I just play doctor online. And also, don't forget, Dimland Radio is the best-kept secret on the Internet. I think. I don't know. I don't know every site on the Internet. (laughs) I'm sure there are some out there I've never heard of either. Or radio shows and podcasts and such. Anyway, enough of that. You know, I hate to admit this, but I realized that um, I was in a bit of denial uh, this uh, just in the last several weeks. I was in a state of denial, and uh, I realized it this past Tuesday, uh, which was Election Day. Uh, no, I wasn't in denial about the election day, although I didn't think the big blue wave that everybody was expecting was going to be quite as big as everybody was hoping, or at least I shouldn't say everybody, because there were plenty of people that weren't hoping for a blue wave. Uh, but I'll touch on that later. No, it wasn't that that I was in denial about. Uh, when election day came, uh, it's, you know, it's first Tuesday in November here in and if, well, in America, that's when we do our elections, first Tuesdays in November's, usually, and uh, uh, and it's in the Upper Midwest here. It's uh, it's starting to turn toward winter weather. It's uh, mid-fall essentially, because we got uh, you know it, winter doesn't actually start on the calendar until after the what December twenty-first, twenty-second, something like that, and uh, so we're mid-winter technically. But up here in Minnesota and states near us, uh, South Dakota, North Dakota, Wisconsin, Michigan, all of, you know, much of Canada, we're starting to turn toward a certain kind of weather. And generally I dread that winter weather coming, you know, the, the, the aspects of it that are a real pain in the ass. Uh, generally I dread that. But, see, I noticed something on Tuesday. In the morning, when Amy and I uh, went over to do our voting, the weather wasn't great. It was uh, overcast. It was cold-ish. I mean, the, high, the, the temperatures at the time were, I think, in the low 30s. Uh, Fahrenheit, of course. Uh, and it was drizzling. Damp. Yuck. Uh, but... But that wasn't, it wasn't quite what it would turn into be, it, it to be you know, what it would become by the end of that day. When I, you know, it being Tuesday means it's my long day. Uh, I, I clean two buildings Tuesday nights. 
and it's usually about four or five hours of work and uh, so then I do my full-time day job and then I get done with that and then I go come home for a little bit and then I go out and do the buildings and if I, I'm lucky I get home by 10 30 11 o'clock it was Tuesday night that I came to the realization I went outside that the weather had turned even yuckier it wasn't raining anymore. There might have been a snowflake or two in the sky, but it wasn't raining. But it, w it got windy, and it got colder. And with a wind, that cold is just a bite. I mean, it just, just bites right through you and just blows through you. And it's just, oh, oh, no. There's winter on its way. And I think, as far as I can re recall, uh, I... I mean, I always dreaded winter coming, but I never uh, denied that it was. And I thought, you know, the last few weeks I've been thinking, yeah, we're not going to have a winter this year. I don't know why. I don't know why I would think such a thing. But I think that's, that was what was going on in my mind. So then when I felt that, that biting cold of a breeze just pushing right through me, I thought, oh, no, no, I can't deny it anymore. It's coming. Ugh. Well, that's what you get when uh, you live up here in the upper Midwest. You just realize that winter is coming. Is that, wait a minute, is that some sort of phrase? What I just, is that something, some TV show thing, right? Anyway. Okay, the recent unpleasantness, or pleasantness, depending on how you look at it. Actually, it was kind of a even Stevens sort of thing a little bit with a bit favoring the Democrats. Uh, the Democrats did take the House of Representatives in this midterm election. And that is generally the way things go in elections, as far as I understand it. When you have the, uh, the presidential election, uh, whichever party wins that, wins the White House, in this case, the last time it was the Republican Party that won it. Generally, when you get to the midterm election after that, the opposition party does well. Gets Because it seems the, the, the notion is that uh, the electorate likes to have some balance. Well, the Republicans have the, have the White House. Let's, uh, you know, let's vote some Democrats in to balance things out a little bit. I don't know how true that is. It didn't always factor that way. It didn't always go that way. Uh, but most of the time, the, the, the party that wins the White House doesn't do as well in the next election. Uh, this, I'm, you know, and I say it's, it's, it's pleasant for some or unpleasant for some. And while it's, it's kind of a mixed bag, because uh, it wasn't it wasn't a huge blue wave. Uh, I think it was like uh, the Democrats gained something like twenty six seats, and I have uh, some uh, uh, Trump supporting Facebook friends who are friends I went to high school with. Excuse the sniff there. Sorry about that. Um, they uh, one of them was putting up the well, you know. The Republican Revolution, the one that Newt, that gave us Newt Gingrich, 
I mean, that was huge. That was, a, that was a lot more than 26 seats. And there was some other mini-Republican revolution they re he referred to, which was uh, uh, still more than 26 seats. And I said, well, you know, gerrymandering really helps. And I think that is a definite part of the way things went down because, uh, as, as what I see, that the numbers for just voting for Democrats, the Democrats were, got so many more votes than Republicans did, in this election, but because of the way districts and precincts are set up, that you know they can favor the 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 Republicans, and a lot of them are favor Republicans in their weird districts. That they're weird looking when you look at them on a map. That doesn't make any sense. So uh, so they can they can uh, benefit the Republicans even when the Democrats are just just getting all the votes because they, they really did I, from what I saw in the numbers that the Democrats got a lot more votes well you know Minnesota pretty much went Democrat as it always almost always does and you know, I wasn't too surprised by that uh, my little district here that I live in the the you know the representative for the district and the senator for the district or you know the, for the state house um, I was confident that the Democrat would win because they always do and one of the Democrats wasn't was running unopposed so I'm pretty sure he was gonna win so it wasn't like any big surprises for us uh, here uh, although the governor race we were a little not so sure but a Democrat won that as well so uh, you know and that's how you look at things the I, I who knows how it's gonna work who knows what's going to happen over the next couple of years before the next presidential election, and whatever other offices are up for that as well? Because I, you know, we'll just see what happens. Uh, how are things going to happen? I think uh, the Affordable Health Care Act will be safe for another couple of years, um, so uh, people will have insurance. You know, I will be able to keep the insurance for our family, as far as I know. Uh, but it, it, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens. Um, it's nothing. Well, you know, it's kind of hard to see how Republicans were, will spin it that this was great for them because they did do okay in the Senate. I think they even gained a couple of seats, but the balancing of the with the with the uh, with the House going for the Democrats. Well, we'll see. But this brings up uh, something that well. Um, I'm not sure if it really qualifies, but uh, I'll play the sounder anyway. And now it's time for a Dimland Radio pedantic moment. Yeah, this ought to be good. Well, we'll see. We'll see if it's any good. I had a couple of Facebook friends that were starting to make um, suggestions about the Senate. The U.S. Senate, things that should be done for that. Uh, this was a, uh, a departure from the you know the the big time elections with the presidents. Usually, the argument after that is what we've got to do with the electoral college because it's not fair. But now, there's a, just a couple of voices that came up. A couple of Facebook friends were just talking about the about the U.S. Senate. Now, as you know. As a good uh, uh, citizen of the United States, if in fact you are a citizen of the United States listening to this, because you might not be, 
and if you aren't, you might not know this, uh, but good citizens of the United States know that uh, the Senate, you know, we have a bicameral, I think that's the word, bicameral, uh, two bodies <laughs> uh, for the legislature. We have the Senate and the House of Representatives. See, And in the Senate, there are 100 senators. Two for each state. We have 50 states, two for each state. 100 senators. In the House of Representatives, there are 435 representatives. Those are, are meted out by basing it on population, I guess. And uh, I'll talk about the House in a moment. <clears throat> but my friends on the Facebook, uh, one of them pointed out that the state of California has 40, approximately 40 million people living there, and it has two senators. Then they also listed out 23 states. I don't know, I didn't write down what all the states were, but they they picked 23 states uh, whose population, all added up for those 23 states, comes to approximately 40 million people. So <clears throat> here's where I get a little pedantic on this. Because, well, the way they word it is, you know, California, the 40 million people are represented by two senators. But these other states, 40 million people are represented by 46 senators. <clears throat> well, well, yeah, you know, because it's 23 states, there's two for each state, but the senators aren't representing, it's, it's, it's not a, it's not a collective of the the three, the 23 states and all their population represented by all these 46 guys, although individual states get two each. I mean, I might be taking a longer way to say the same thing that the other person said. Yeah. <clears throat> yes, essentially, it's 40 million people being represented by 46 senators, but it, but it breaks down to two senators per state. And well, I I think that's I think that's fair. Two senators per state. That's how the set system was set up. That's fine. Um, you know, it's it's like if you look at the the analogy I would use would be, uh, or what I think these people the people that were making this suggestion here were making the same analogy without actually saying it. And that is, you know, teacher to student ratio, class sizes. So if we're looking at the senator thing there. Uh, we're looking at the two senators for 40 million people in, Calif in, in California. That's, uh, that's a pretty big, big classroom. That's a massive classroom where one teacher has to deal with half a million students, you know, if we're following that. And then what the other, the other uh, deal, uh, the 40 million people with 46 senators, it's like, I don't know, what's that? Break down to something like 750 per uh, well, no, it's even less than that. Per, uh, you know, math. I don't want to do it too much math. <laughs> but it makes for uh, smaller class size. Yeah, yeah. Seven hundred. It's it's. It makes for smaller class sizes. <laughs> I think I, if it's seven hundred fifty million per senator for the forty-six, the California ones, it's 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 uh, twenty million per t 
teacher. There you go. Did I say that the first time? If I didn't, you know, this is live to tape, so or to bit laptop. So if I mess it up, I mess it up. But that's a big classroom for California, and and, and it's it's a smaller classroom for those other twenty three states. But still, it's I think it's fair because well, we have the House of Representatives, and California <clears throat> has fifty three representatives. Right? Did I write that down? Is it 53? Yeah, it's 53. Uh, the next closest state has 27. And that's that's New York state. So, you know, Montana has one. Delaware has one. So if we look at the uh, the representatives for the uh, for for states, uh, you got you know Montana with one you know one million approximately citizens with one representative. You got Delaware with an approximately one million uh, citizens with one representative, <clears throat> and you have Alaska that's got seven hundred fifty thousand one representative. You got Wyoming with you know five hundred eighty thousand with one representative. You know, and then I've seen the argument say, well, when you look at those numbers. Uh, roughly, you know, the 53 uh, representatives for 40 million people, well, that's obviously less than 1 million per representative. And I think it's around the 750 per representative at that point. So that's akin to the same power as, uh, the, two rep- as the one representative up there in, in Alaska. You know, it's, but it's, it's just, I don't know, <clears throat> it, you know, if you, it works for me. <laughs> I, I don't see a problem there. But the other person suggested, or mentioned this, that Washington, D.C., the District of Columbia, where our, the federal government is headquartered for this country, has about 700,000 people living there, and they have no senator. They have one delegate to the House of Representatives. That delegate doesn't have uh, it doesn't have as much a power as the as a regular representative, but it has some voting power. Uh, but it's not quite the same. But still, they have one. But they don't have any senators. So, what I gather that's being suggested here by these two Facebook friends of mine <clears throat> is that maybe we should get two senators for District of Columbia. Maybe California should have more senators than just two. There was a suggestion to split California into three states. So if that happens, they'd each have two representatives. So there's that suggestion. And I, I was, I, but I figured something when I was looking at that. Now, <clears throat> suppose we do that. Suppose we give two senators to the District of Columbia. Uh, and we you know, either give another four senators to California or split it up into three states with two senators each. Which party do you suppose would benefit from getting from those extra seats? Which party do you suppose would those seats would go to? Now, it's possible that if you break California into three states, you might have one of them be a little more Republican. But which party, really, especially the District of Columbia? 
you know, it's going to be a couple more Democrats, isn't it? In California, if they split it into three states, it, there's a good chance they could, we could have, if we get District of Columbia, two senators, split California into three states. So that means an additional four senators there. That could be six more senators for the Democrats. Which party do you think these two Facebook friends of mine affiliate with or are more closely aligned with? Which party do you think? I don't know if maybe that's in their thinking or if that's in their minds, but it seems to me that that's sort of what the suggestion is. And then, boy, maybe Puerto Rico should have a couple senators. I don't know. Which party do you think would benefit there? See? because And it's brought up, I see this brought up, because the Senate is still controlled by the Republicans. I don't know. I don't know how pedantic it is. I just feel like you know, saying that California's 40 million people is represented by two senators, and these other 23 states are represented by, with 40 million people, represented by 46 senators. It's, 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 yeah, but I, I still break it down to it's 23 states with two senators each. Every state gets two senators. Isn't that fair? I don't know. Well, what I do know is I get to take a break. Uh, I promise I won't talk any more about the politics. Right? Am I done? Yes, I'm done talking about the politics, at least for tonight. Uh, I'm not some poli-sci scholar kind of guy anyway, so what do I know? I'm just some janitor cartoonist that does this little thing here each week. So thanks for listening, and I will be back in a, a couple minutes. So I'm going to take a break. You're listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. Uh, I will be back after this break, I promise. Hi, this is Pete Townsend of The Who. I just want to say that the United States Air Force is a great place to be, a great place to learn a space age skill and serve your country too. The aerospace team, that's where all the breakthroughs are. See your United States Air Force recruiter. Find out how you too can fly the skies, reach for the moon, and touch the stars in the United States Air Force. When, oh when, will someone design an exploding head emoticon? Please, someone, anyone. You're listening to Dimland Radio on Z-Talk Radio Network. Carbon monoxide is a colorless, odorless gas that can be fatal. Don't use anything indoors that burns fuel, such as gasoline-powered generators, camp stoves and lanterns, or charcoal grills. Opening doors and windows or using fans isn't enough. Have your vents and chimneys checked to make sure water heater and gas furnace exhausts aren't blocked. If you feel sick, dizzy, or weak while using a generator, get to fresh air right away. From the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency. Hey, this is Danny Potts from the Kentucky Ghost Chasers, and you're listening to Z Talk Radio. 
Welcome back to Dimland Radio here on the Z-Talk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Sometimes being a skeptic uh, can be a drag. <laughs> you know, you poop the party. Somebody wants to do palm reading and, and a skeptic will say, you know, it's, that really isn't a thing. <laughs> uh yeah, somebody will bring up some uh, some incredible thing they just heard somewhere, and the skeptic will say, "Well, you know, actually, that's not true. Here's what's really happening." Yeah, it's, it's you know, poop the party, and the the skeptic runs the the risk of uh, alienating friends and family. You know, by doing that little pooping the party, you know, somebody's got a great ghost story, and then you just, you know, ghosts aren't real, of course, don't you? <laughs> I mean, there's no good, reliable evidence that ghosts exist other than anecdotes and really, really crappy other evidence, and anecdotes aren't much better. I mean, they're pretty crappy evidence. So, you know, come on. Yeah. But uh, you also kind of, it's like you've got family that, that's just way into, into astrology. And they you know, they plan their lives by it, and you think, God, do I say something, you know? And 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 if you do, you know, how do you say something? Uh, you might have somebody that uh, that just swears by these the TV psychics. There's I don't know how many are on right now, but there've been plenty over the years. And and you know they they buy into this idea that these TV psychics can somehow communicate with dead people. And you know, what they don't realize that these psychics are doing what's called cold reading, and the the answers that are that seem to be the be coming from the beyond are actually just coming from the person who's trying to contact their their you know their dead grandmother or something. It's just like no, you're it's you're just being. You're just being fooled here, and and sometimes the 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 person that's doing the cold reading, the psychic, or whatever they want to call themselves, they really do think they can do it. There are some that really think they can do it, but they're doing cold reading methods more than likely, and so but they just don't realize it. Uh, I've 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 read of a couple of. Uh, uh, people that had worked as psychics or had been raised by their, you know, their mom was a psychic and their grandma was a psychic and or tarot card readers or what, you know, whatever. But that's psychic, you know, that's that's what they were. And they, you know, so raised from being a kid to being taught the methods of of how to do this, and uh, but not being taught the methods of how to do this the way a mentalist is taught how to do it. And when you learn mentalism, which they use cold reading techniques to do their mentalism. Or the way a con artist might be taught to do it. You know, a mentalist is, is a legit guy. They're a magician, a magician type that comes out to entertain people. But it's not. We're, I'm doing a trick. I'm not really talking to dead people. And and so 
uh, or you know, so you would have somebody who has been raised into it. They're doing cold reading techniques, and I've read of a couple of people that realized at some point in their lives that that's what they were doing. They didn't. They didn't know that. They learned about what cold reading techniques were, and they said, "Wait a minute, that's what I do," and they thought they were actually getting messages, but they weren't. So, so you you run this risk, and then it it gets difficult to just enjoy watching TV. I mean, if you pay attention to commercials, which I know most people out there saying, who pays attention to commercials? Well, I do. <laughs> I get some pedantic moments from these things, as it is, you know, for the show. And but it's just. It's there. It is, and so you know, the 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 skeptic gets to be the you know part of what we do is uh, consumer protection. You know, don't waste your money on that. That sounds too good to be true. It probably is too good to be true. Let's let's look into it and let's see what this is. And so stuff can happen, and 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 we don't like it when local news does some. I know they do a st human interest story, but they do it in such you know, in a way that it's it's like no, this if this is a science story that could have some interesting science to this, but the way you're couching it is making it sound silly, and it's it's so <laughs> I had a week or so ago, a couple weeks ago, whichever it was, whenever the news broke about this. Uh, this uh, perfectly rectangular iceberg or ice sheet in Antarctica uh, was spotted by NASA, and there's a there's a picture of it, and 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 the pictures that I've seen of it don't show the whole thing, so we don't know if the whole thing is rectangular. We do see what looks to be a, a right angle, a couple right angles from the way you're looking at it. it says, well, okay, that's got to be one end of the rectangle, but we don't see the full of it. There might be pictures of the full part of it. I haven't seen them. And it's not exactly perfectly rectangular, but it does look pretty cool. It's, it's, it looks like it's cut real nice, and, and it looks cool. And there's an odd headline from Forbes.com. It says, NASA finds perfectly rectangular iceberg in Antarctica in Antarctica as if it was deliberately cut. That last bit, as if it was deliberately cut, doesn't seem to fit with the rest of the sense. It, it, I know in headlines you have to have a, you know, an economy of words. You can't throw too many. Uh, but it seems like they meant to put like a, like, a, like, a, like a semicolon after Antarctica and then the word looks. So it would read, NASA finds perfectly rectangular iceberg in Antarctica looks as if it was deliberately cut. It seems like that's what they wanted to do in that headline, but they didn't put it in there. It's just, it's, 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 to me, it just reads odd. And I saw that, and a, f a Facebook friend shared that on the Facebook. And my, <laughs> that was the first comment on there. And I said, uh, uh, I, I said that, um, here's what I wrote. I said, aliens must have done it. See, this, this Facebook friend, I, uh, this, they, may ha they were part of MUFON, the Mutual UFO Network, that tries to be pretty thorough about documenting UFO sightings and you know, sees if they can find an explanation, an earthly explanation, and not the you know extraterrestrial explanation. Not just jump to that. Uh, they try to be as 
science-minded as they can be. I don't know how scientific they are, but uh, I don't know if the person is, is part of MUFON anymore, but they were. And when they posted this, uh, so I jumped on and, and I just, just as we, we tease each other back a little bit. This is a person that's not quite as skeptical as I am or as I, as I would like this person to be. Uh, and there I'm not as, uh, I guess, open-minded, uh, which is not true because I am open-minded. Give me good evidence and I, I will change my mind. But so far, uh, some of these things I have not seen good evidence. Anyway, so uh, we tease each other back and forth. And I, so I started off by saying, aliens must have done it. There's no way nature could have been responsible. And uh, uh, the person responded by laughing, making a laughy face on that, but then did say, now, Jim, <laughs> I just like that, now, Jim, did I say anything that aliens did it? Uh, uh, oh, no, let me get this right. Did I once say that aliens did it? I posted an interesting article, and the capital S, letter S, in you came roaring out. That means the capital S, uh, means big S skeptic. Not little S skeptic, it means big S skeptic, which is supposed to be, we just knee-jerk doubt everything. Ah, whatever claim, ah, no, I don't believe you. Well, I mean, I might, not, I might not be fair in my definition of it, but that's what that's kind of the impression I get from it. There's uh, there's more nuance to it, I suppose, but I don't care if you call me a big-ass skeptic or a little skeptic. Show me the evidence, all right? If you're making an extraordinary claim, show me the evidence. You know, don't just don't just try to dismiss me because, oh, you're just a big-ass skeptic. No, no, you're not providing good evidence. Your story, interesting, but it isn't enough, okay? You know, give me something better than that. Your blurry video of dots of light that you've that they've blown up to a point where they're just blobs of light do not impress me and well what could they be they weren't making any noise they were just floating around well i suggested what they might be sky lanterns no it could be that sky lanterns do this well you're saying what are you saying they are well, i'm saying they're aliens well they might say well i don't know what they are well i i don't know what they are either but i have my doubts that they're space aliens okay so you haven't provided me any good evidence. You're just showing me blurbs, just blobs, just nothing. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so she uh, gives me this hard time for saying what I said, uh, but, but good-natured. <clears throat> so I respond, I said exactly the same thing when I saw this item on the local news this morning. Right after I complained about a local news uh, or a local talk show, which airs later in the day on the same station, advertising a visit seems like a regular occurrence of a psychic. Which was probably just before I complained about an ad for some boost your immune system bullshit product. And I summed up by saying, yes, sometimes I'm a real joy to live with. But that's kind of how it is. I mean, that morning was almost exactly that. They, the, 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 the morning news that I watched, they showed this report. They, they, don't, they don't suggest that it's aliens that were cutting it, but I, you know, I brought that in just as a tweak to this one particular person who shared this. But I, but I did say, well, I can't think of how they could do it. There's no way nature could make a 90-degree angle. No way. Nature could never do such a thing. And, and besides, we can't even tell if it's really an actual 90-degree angle as it is anyway. Did I say anyway twice in there? I probably did. Anyway, 
Uh, and then shortly after that story airs, there's an ad for this. Later on in the day, there's this local guy that has a, a talk show. He has uh, local people on or national people on, and he interviews them, and then they do cooking things, and they do planting things and you know interesting things that the people who don't work during the day would be interested in seeing and so I you know I, I just say sometimes I'm really glad I work during the day because the the daytime television that's that's offered at least uh, what I can get on my TV since I don't have the cable uh, <laughs> a lot of it isn't really you know the, the game show network show it's pretty good but they'll have such it, 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 such um, guests as psychics, and they was and he was was advertising. The host of the show is called Jason. I, I can't remember his last name. He used to do bits for the uh, the local morning news show, and then he spun off to do his own talk show thing, which is produced lo locally. And he might go national at some point. Yeah, who hell hell knows? He probably national already. But he, he seems like a decent guy, generally all right. But I just can't stand it when they have psychics on there. But it's, it's good ratings. But uh, so that I see that, and then you always see these ads with the with the uh, their supplement ads, and because they're supplements, they don't quite fall under the same uh, supervision by the FDA as uh, actual medicine does. And I think I've said this before. You know, you watch these ads, and when they when they come up. And they seem like they're they're telling you there's no side effects and they're wonderful and they're great. Uh, these these things they'll 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 take your pain away or they'll they'll I don't know they'll boost your manliness. You know, there's a baseball former baseball player who is in one of those ads where you know you, you know you'll appreciate it in the bedroom too. You know, and you watch the bottom. I know I've told you about this before, but you watch the bottom of the screen. You look for the print to come up. I don't see these, they don't say this in the radio ads. I don't know why they don't put this in the radio ads. But they make them put it on the TV ads and in print ads. They put this little bit on the bottom of the screen in the fine print. And it says, these statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any diseases. Or disease. <clears throat> Should be just disease. And you, you see that. Once you see that, it, it's. I know it's not. I, I shouldn't say that it's a hundred percent, but it's a good rule of thumb that what you're seeing there is probably bullshit. It's just some snake oil product. When you see that, you don't see that disclaimer in the ads for actual medicine. You know the ads where they'll tell you all the possible side effects and to talk to your doctor about it and let your be sure your doc let your doctor know if you're diabetic or something like that. You know so that you know before they prescribe for you this this actual medication that has been. It tested by the FDA, so you so you see that kind of stuff, and in so a day watching television can get really difficult for a skeptic. Uh, um, but what's not difficult for this skeptic is to take my second break. Did I get to the right time? I did. Uh, I'm going to take my second break. When I get back, I'm going to give you an example of one of these ads that I just—it's a new one. I just spotted it. It's disgusting. Uh, and I'll talk about it when I get back. You're listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network, on the, the yeah on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host Jim, Doctor Dim Fitzsimmons. Sit tight, I'll be back. I got some. It's disgusting. Oh, it's just it's just infuriating. 
You're listening to Z-Talk Radio Network. Outbreaks of whooping cough, or pertussis, are happening across the United States. This serious respiratory disease can be deadly for babies. By getting the whooping cough vaccine, called Tdap, during the third trimester of each pregnancy, women can pass antibodies to their babies to help protect them until they're old enough to receive their own vaccine. Learn more at cdc.gov slash pertussis slash pregnant. That's pertussis, P-E-R-T-U-S-S-I-S. He's endlessly pushing the rock of reason up the hill of paranormal. It's Dr. Dim, and you're listening to Dimland Radio on Z-Talk Radio Network. Do you believe in ghosts? Do you think Bigfoot is real? Do you suspect that your neighbor is really Val Tor, leader of the lizard people of Bendar 3? Well, Dr. Dim doesn't, and he'll tell you why when you tune in to Dimland Radio Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern on Z-Talk Radio Network. It's an hour of science promotion, pop culture rants, personal observation, and of course, skepticism. Join Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons, Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern, for Dimland Radio on Z-Talk Radio Network. You're listening to Z Talk Radio, the number one choice for music, sports, news, and talk radio. So keep that dial locked to ZTalkRadio.com. Number one. How do you get away with saying number one? I can wait. How, I mean, day. I don't know. I don't know if I should play that anymore. Until I call you. Number one. You've only got. I suppose it would be the number one internet radio network that has me on it. I guess I... Oh, welcome back to Dimland Radio on the Z-Talk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. I started... Well, you heard me. The, the little sounder I played there, you know, Z Talk Radio, the number one source for talk on sports and whatever and all that stuff that it says in there. And I thought, wait a minute, I, you know, I thought about this before. I wonder if I should keep that on there. But I did. I just stumbled upon it right there. You heard me stumble upon it right there. I went, well, wait a minute. I suppose if you said it's the number one internet red network radio thing that has me, me, Jim, Doctor Demford Simmons, on the network. Well, then you can say that because it's the only one that has me on the network. And I do talk about some sports and some news and things. <sighs> anyway, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah. The other day, uh, I was watching, uh, I don't know, the game show network thing. You know, the, the Buzz TV, the, the, the free game show thing. And they have some rather questionable ads on the, on the stations. The the more local stations like that, you know, like the, the the national stations, like you know the networks, they they might have some questionable ads here and there. But it's the more it's the Me TV and Antenna TV and the the Buzzer, the Game Show TV. It's those that and and very late at night. They put on some very questionable ads for questionable products or uh, and deals. There's a there's some. This isn't the one I'm going to talk about. Uh, uh, there's but there's some 
device that's been uh, that's been come up by with some doctor had come up with this thing, and it's a it's a it's a it's a belt kind of thing that you put around your waist that compresses, fills with air, and then it stretches so that it's 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 tightening around your waist and it's stretching a little bit, so it's stretching your lower spine. Um, I don't know. I don't know if it's doing that, but it looks stupid to me. It doesn't. I. I mean, I'm just going by how it looks. Maybe it works just fine. Maybe this is one of those things that that is uh, legit. But it, boy, it seems like a piece of shit, piece of crap thing to put around your waist. You know, it's, it seems to make about as much sense as uh, thinking that putting a belt around your waist and putting the and leaning against it and putting the bigger part, you know, looping it around this uh, device that makes the belt go back and forth so you wiggle. That 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 helps you take waist off uh, weight off your waist. You remember those? It was they were big in the fifties and sixties or something like you put in those things. I said, what? How? They're just shaking you around your middle. How's how's that? How does how? Yeah, so this thing that stretches your lower spine supposedly allegedly. Yeah, but they'll advertise this kind of stuff, and then of course the male enhancement supplement you can take. They advertise that stuff. Well, the other day, they start out an ad. Uh, with a combination of some voiceover and testimonials from pet owners. That's right, pet owners, dogs and cats. Uh, and they're saying, oh, you know, it just doesn't, not as spry as he used to be. And they show these, you know, a golden retriever trying to get in the back of a car. And they show the other dogs just kind of laying there, just looking lifeless. And uh, it just didn't have the pep that they used to have. And at first I thought, the very first thing I thought was the old SNL sketch where uh, it was a cartoon, or not a cartoon, a commercial spoof about, you know, puppy uppers and doggy downers. If your puppy is too down, you can give it puppy uppers and it'll it'll be happy. But if your dog is too down, uh, too up, you can give it doggy downers to get it down. You know what I mean? So I, that was the first thing I was thinking, oh, you got puppy uppers? Is this what this is going to be? But, but just watched it just enough. Hearing these testimonials and I started to speculate because I was thinking, judging on... The kinds of ads that play on these stations, judging uh, it by the claims it was starting to make, I thought, I know what this thing is. This is going to be homeopathic. That's that's what popped in my head. This is going to be homeopathic. And sure as shit, that's what they said. It's a homeopathic remedy. It's called Pet Pain Away. You give it this homeopathic remedy. I won't call it medicine because it ain't no medicine. And you give it this this to your your pet, and it takes their pain away. You know, you you if, if are you a pet owner? Okay, those of you that said yes. Okay, you're pet owners. You got dogs and cats, or cats, or, or you know, you know, you give your your pets a homeopathic remedy already every day. You do. It's called water, because that's what homeopathic products are. They're water. Uh, and I've discussed this before with you guys on how homeopathy works or is supposed to work. But um, it's good to just go through it again. It's based on two silly ideas. Uh, the first silly idea is that dilution makes it stronger. So the more dilute the remedy is, the stronger it is. 
That kind of thinking would seem to suggest that just walking down an aisle at the Walgreens you know, and walking by the Airborne and all the other homeopathic products, well, Airborne might not necessarily be homeopathic, but the other the homeopathic products, walking by them that they are there, you should overdose. You see, uh, the, 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 what they do is they figure out what the active ingredient is, it should be in whatever the medicine is. Oh, it's not medicine. They think it's medicine, but whatever the remedy is, they they figure out what it, the remedy, uh, the active ingredient should be. They take a gallon of water, they put a drop of that active ingredient into that gallon of water. They shake the gallon of water around for a bit. They take another drop out of that one, and they put it into another gallon of water. They shake that one up, and they take a drop out of that into another gallon of water. They shake that one up, and they do that. 30 times, 100 times, 1,000 times, and it just gets stronger and stronger and stronger, they say. But the fact is, you do that just, uh, uh, I, I don't know what the, I think there's a, there's a number of times, it's like if you could do it like 15 times or 20 times, by the time you get to 30 times doing it, finding a molecule of the active ingredient, whatever it is, in that water, it would be a miracle. You're just not going to find it in there. So it's just you're just you're just now with water, which leads to the other silly idea, is that the water remembers. Somehow the water it gets it, it, it this this ingredient gets imprinted into the water. Somehow it forgets everything else that's been in the water. And you know what? Everything has been in the water. It's all been in the water. Everything, everything has been in the water. You know, cat pee, human pee, has been in the water. Everything has been in the water. All the chemicals, I, I, you know, anthrax has been in the water <laughs> that you drink, that your pet drinks. It's been in there, but it's been diluted to such an extent that it's, the poison is in the dose. So really, you're getting everything when you drink water. To a homeopath, you should be thinking it now, and it's actual homeopathy. It's not this. Per Some people get confused, and they, they they look at homeopathy as meaning alternative medicine. You know, that's that's how they look at it. That the, the big umbrella. This is an alternative medicine, but actually, it's one of the the pseudosciences that's that's covered under the umbrella of alternative medicine. You know, naturopathy is in there, and iridology is in there, and and all the other kinds of silliness. You know, chiropractic and 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 acupuncture and acupressure. That's all under that umbrella. That's just the the stuff that just doesn't work. You know, and or it, what was it? Tim mentioned said something in his in his poem uh, called Storm. It's just the by definition. Alternative medicine is either something that's been proved not to work or hasn't been proved to work, words to that effect. And then, of course, he does say the old adage, what do you call alternative medicine that works? You call it medicine. Now, there's a third silly idea about homeopathy, and that is their, what they call the law of similars. Like cures like. So, uh, as an easy example, and I've given it before, if you're making a sleeping pill homeopathically, you need to put a stimulant in as the active ingredient. So it's either caffeine or some amphetamine or cocaine. It has to be something like that. It's got to be 
the opposite of what you want to have happen. So you put a stimulant into the water, and then you do all that dilution so it gets to, so there's nothing left in it, and then you drop it onto a, a sugar pill or however they apply it to the to the pill that you take. You once you there's it it became so strong, but in the opposite direction, it'll make you go to sleep. Okay, so now I'm thinking about the the homeopathic pain pills, not not just for pets but for humans. I, what would be the active ingredient in a homeopathic uh, pain relief remedy? What would be the active ingredient? Uh, I'm sure there's some chemical that will cause you pain if you if you ingest it. But I came up. I thought I know what it is. I know what it is. What you do is you get a gallon of water and you get some MMA fighter who has a really powerful punch. And you have them come over and you say, okay, all right, we got the big opening to the top of this, this, this gallon container here. We got a gallon of water in there. We, what we want you to do, as hard as you can, we want you to punch the water. Because if he punched me as hard as he could, or she could, there's, there's both, and my MMA fighters come in both gender, well, you know, you know what I mean. Uh, if they punched me as hard as they could, it would hurt. So you punch the water as hard as possible. Just bam, give it a big punch. And then you take a drop of that water out, put it into another gallon, shake that gallon up, you take that a drop out of that, another one, and you do that 30 times, you've got yourself a pain relief remedy, right? Like cures like. I mean, I suppose you could stab the water with a knife or poke it with the with a red hot poker. You know, put that in, put that in there, let it all steam off. That would hurt. That would hurt if they if I got stabbed. It would hurt. A dull knife, a dull knife would really hurt. And but if a red hot poker in my side, that would hurt. So you do that. I mean, it's just. I know I'm being a bit facetious here, but it's just as makes as much sense as what they do. There's some remedy out there that involves putting in a, a bit of an, an owl feather into the rem in remedy. And I don't, you know, I think that's a sleep a sleeping pill too because owls are nocturnal animals. They stay up at night, so you take a part of their feather, drop it in. It really is. It's really out there. <laughs> so they got this medicine, medicine, this remedy for these pets. It, and it's just, there's it's a, no side effects, right? There, well, there's no effects either. No side effects, no effects. I, you know, if it's just if it's just a water pill, it's, if it's just filled with water, I suppose it'll quench your thirst a little bit, maybe. But it's oh god, it just you know you watch these things, and again, it's, it's it, you, you be the skeptic sitting at home, you see that, and you just go, oh my goodness, there are going to be people who are going to get this, and they're going to think it's going to work. Now I have heard. That the placebo effect, you know what that is. You know, where people think they're getting a medicine uh, that will help their pain. And they, they, they think they're better, that the pain goes away. Now, the pain might have just gone away on its own. Their perception of the pain changes. Well, I've heard that a placebo effect of a sort can work on pets. Now, I think it has to do with the pet gets more attention at the same time. Uh, you know, because there's something wrong with the pet. 
you know, they take it, you know, they get more comfort, they might get a little more food, they might get more of something along with this medicine, and then the owner thinks they notice a change. Now, the pet might have gotten better on their own, or whatever, but they always use the, they, they use the post hoc reasoning, well, they got better after I gave them this, therefore this must have been the thing that got them better, when they could have just gotten better on their own. It's really tricky out there. But I see that on an ad, and I just want to just, ugh, I just want to just get mad. Well, <clears throat> I'll link to all this stuff on, on uh, or a bunch of this stuff on the dimland.com uh, page. Just go to dimland.com, click on the blog option, you'll find that. Don't forget, you can subscribe to the show on iTunes or follow on uh, Podbean. If you would give me a good review and five stars on, on iTunes, that'd be cool. Supposedly, it helps people find this. Well, I got three cool things at the end of the show. Uh, cool thing number one is, uh, well, it's we just passed the second Thursday of the month, which means I got together with the Minnesota Skeptics. Uh, that was really cool. It happened on a night where the weather wasn't great. Uh, some snow was coming in. Not, not a terrible amount of snow, but the timing was bad right at rush hour. Slowed us down even more than rush hour normally does. So, you know... You know, getting there is just half the fun. But uh, I did get there and I had a good time, and that's always cool to meet up with them. Uh, the second cool thing is I, I spent a good part of today uh, watching and listening to the Live Aid performances from 1985. Uh, part of the reason why, uh, well, the main reason why, is because of uh, this new Queen movie that's out, the Bohemian Rhapsody biopic about the band, mainly about Mer Freddie Mercury, has some inaccuracies. I'm inaccuracies, I'm told, but uh, overall, it's 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 the audiences are liking it. The critics are a little mixed mixed on it, but I did hear it had a positive rating on Rotten Tomatoes, whatever. But uh, it got me thinking. You know, it, the, I guess the movie builds to the performance at Live Aid, which was Queen was one of the standout bands of that day, and so I just started watching the stuff. Which was way cool, uh, and the Queen bit was was pretty damn good. Although he does that ayo where they do the call and respond, and he do that and everybody sings it back to him, and you know, uh, <laughs> that get, eh, that's not my thing. But fortunately, he doesn't do it for long, and the crowd seemed to like it. So okay, whatever. Now the third thing. And I'll link to this so you can check it out. In Budapest, or Budapest, there is a statue. There's a lot of statues there. But a, uh, a friend of the show, uh, my friend Tim, who's one of the Minnesota skeptics, he sent me this item because he knows I'm a fan of Columbo. Uh, at the original series, not the stuff that came around in the 80s and went into the 90s. I've watched some of that. It's just not right. It's just not right. It's the 70s stuff that's the best. And There's a couple clunkers in the 70s stuff, but overall that's the best that's the real Columbo well apparently there's is a Columbo statue in Budapest where he's standing there doing in a Columbo pose with his dog dog that's the name of the dog dog it's sitting in front of him looking up at him as he's you know and he's right there you can just walk up and there's Columbo right there life size you know about his height it's interesting I think I guess Peter Falk has some Hungarian um, uh, background to him, and and so 
his statue went up in Budapest. Somebody put it there. I'll link to a video that explains that. I thought that was pretty cool uh, because, well, Columbo is awesome. He's the uh, next to Sherlock Holmes. He's one of the greatest detectives ever. He's just, it's just great. I've been watching this show and it's just so much fun. And he just gets under the skin of those people. Oh, I got one more thing. Just one more thing for you. And Good he night. Just, oh, oh, okay. I got I got to wrap Proud this up. There. Uh, well, you've been listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. Remember, you should always be skeptical, especially when you see some pet pain remedy thing and it says it's homeopathic. Now, if it is absolutely homeopathic, prepared correctly, there's nothing in it. Just give them a bowl of water. The same thing. And I'm your host, Jim Dr. Dim, saying, sleep with the lights off. check out my show notes at dimland.com. Just click on the blog option and you can email your questions and comments to drdim at dimland.com. That's D-R-D-I-M at dimland.com. And the opening theme song, Ram, is by Theolius and is used with permission. Production of the Z Talk Radio Network. And now a message to our competitors. Thanks. Thanks for tuning us in. Well, well I'm going, going to hell. hell.